Yins guys. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. I'm Josh. He's Jake. I made the rooster. (laughs) Spring training is moving. Getting to watch some games, getting to listen to some games, getting to see some people doing some things. Cole Tucker still only played one game. That's fun. He's got a left hand contusion. So we basically, we don't know anything about Cole Tucker yet. No. If this continues, is he in danger of maybe not even making opening day? I mean, I would say yeah. Because the the fact of the matter is, he has options. Yeah. So it's not... It's not going to hurt to send him down. AAA doesn't start playing games until May. They did move it back with the rest of the minor leagues. If he doesn't make opening day, we're not going to see him till June, maybe mid-May. Yeah. That's a little interesting because you wonder who's you wonder who's going to be there then. I mean, you'll have Key at third. You'll have Colin Moran at first. You'll have Phillip Evans on the corners. Frazier at second right now, Adam Frazier. Uh, Gonzalez Newman at short, like there's not room. If Todd Frazier makes the team, you may not see Cole Tucker until somebody goes down with an injury. I mean, you, you also got to look at it and say, you got to do what's best for the team as well. And if Cole Tucker isn't going to hit, you got to have the hitters up there. Yeah. It goes back to what's your plan as a GM, as a coach and as a player, you're winning games. That's your plan every day. Correct. If you're not, like if you're a GM, then your plan might be for 2023. Maybe you don't do, maybe you just say, no, I want Cole Tucker to be in the major leagues and I want him to get at bats. You could, you could. I'm not 100% sure how good it's going to do the kid if he's going to get at bats but not hit. Right. Now, I'm sure they're going to be at camp. And they're going to be doing inter-squad stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, he'll get the face. There's no way around that. Right. That's true. Yeah. Well, speaking of the rest of those guys, let's go ahead and get into it a little bit. We said we'd keep everybody updated on these players. Key Brian Hayes so far looks like all we've seen from Key Brian Hayes since he got the call up. He's hit 7 of 14, four doubles, a triple, couple walks, and he still has yet to strike out. So, as advertised so far for Key Brian Hayes, Mm -hmm. OPS of 1.491. If you don't know OPS, that's good. OPS is on base plus (laughs) slugging. That's that's a high number. 1.491 is a a good number. Kevin Newman, 6 for 8. Double three walks. 6 for 8. However, he also is a little bit hurt. Just to clarify, that's okay. Spring training is that. It's like we've worked out, we've done this, we've done all these things. You get back to game action. This is why these guys only play half a game. Because when you, like, just think about this. You're sitting around, you're sitting around, you're sitting around. Now it's time to go sprint. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. It's time to go dive. It's time to hit the cage. You usually hit the cage for hours every day. Now you're hitting the cage for hours, then going playing game. You know what I mean? Like, it's, this is Mm -hmm. normal. People get banged up a little bit as they go out and start the sprint. Yeah. This isn't surprising to see some guys get banged up a little bit. Like Cole Tucker, I was saying, like Cole Tucker, the left-hand contusion. What's also normal about the spring is 
I mean, it's a bruise on his left hand. It's probably not that big of a deal, but because it's spring training, they're just going to chill out a little bit and they're just going to let it just let it play out. Brian Reynolds is three for 12 so far, double three walks. So it it is what it is. Uh, I mean, he has a 1.288 OPS, but he's three for 12. It's, it's early. Yeah. But his three hits have been more recent. Yeah. So it seems like he's, he's kind of getting going. Todd Frazier, three for 11, still the two homers that we talked about last week. Um, That's good for like a 273. He's still fine. Mm -hmm. He's still got a little bit to show. Adam Frazier, speaking of injuries, Adam Frazier is playing now. The hot, the hot topic. Is he or is he not getting traded? He's doing everything to help that by going five for six with a double so far. Just for fun, it's five for six. That's an eight thirty three batting average. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's insane. Yeah, another shortstop though. Back to the Newman Cole kind of topic. We we've been talking about the shortstops. Eric Gonzalez so far six for twelve with a homer, and not a cheap one. Backside, he knew it when he hit it. He looks good so far. So good signs there. Pretty much all the way through. Uh, Mitch Keller threw an inning. He gave up three hits, two runs, and a strikeout. We'd like to see a little more. Uh, did he pitch again? I think it was just the one inning. Okay. Miggy Yahoo, Miguel Yahure is a guy that we said to watch for. He's a guy that came in the Jameson Tyone trade. Uh, so far, three innings. He's only given up one hit, and it was a solo homer. Struck out three so far in those three innings. Looks pretty good. Like to see that. I was watching a clip of him earlier, and it was from last year with the Yankees, but... His curveball is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. I'm excited to see what he's what else he's got. Like, you know, as we as we move through the spring, I'm excited to see this kid. Yeah, and I wonder, uh, because he's one of those guys that I mean, he's old enough, he could break camp with the Pirates. Uh, I don't think that's in their plans, but I think if he forces their hand, I mean, like I said, this is three innings, it's not a big deal. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That is interesting to see how he goes. O'Neill Cruz, um, one for 10. That's pretty, I mean, he's always been like that. He's always been a slow starter. We've had quite a few guys that have been slow starters. Andrew McCutcheon was a slow starter. Pedro Alvarez was a slow starter. We've kind of had that in our, I think it's pretty normal for a lot of guys. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Speaking of Gregory Polanco, five for 11, double two bombs. He looks healthy. Hey, yeah. I hope he can stay it. You know, stay the course. He comes into every spring training looking jacked out of his mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. He was he was talking in an interview earlier this week, and he was like, "I feel good." He said, "He said I was standing on first one time, and I was like, man, I feel good enough to steal.'" And he just took off and stole second. <laughs> so I mean, he's just <laughs> like, "Yeah, I feel real good. And I'm going to test it out a little bit," and he just yeah. steals second. So let's. Hey, could you imagine if you get? Polanco actually healthy and enough to steal bases seems crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of our, like the guys that we said, let's follow up with these guys. Is there anybody else for you? Is there anybody else kind of sticking out that you think it's important? Like, Hey, maybe, maybe we watch this guy a little closer. Yeah. Um, the, the person that comes to my mind is, is David Bednar. He come over in the the Musgrove trade, I believe it was. Yeah, from San Diego. Yeah, he's actually a Pittsburgh guy. 
Yeah. He's thrown three innings. He's got seven strikeouts. <laughs> yeah. Three. I don't know who he's facing, but he's lighting them I mean, up. It, sure. I mean, it, it could be a guy who's bagging groceries in a couple of weeks. But... <laughs> But seven strikeouts to one walk is a pretty good ratio. Yeah, yeah. I would say he's he's probably breaking camp with the team anyway, right? Yeah. I would think so. I think he I mean, I think he definitely looks like it. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I know there's a lot of talk about Rodolfo Castro and how hard he hits the ball. I want to see more of that. I want to see O'Neill O'Neill Cruz kind of bust it out a little bit. I don't think these guys I mean, we we know these guys aren't knocking on the door, but I think they're interesting players. If you happen to catch a game and you see Rodolfo Castro playing a little second or third base, uh, watch his at-bats. O'Neill Cruz, watch his at-bats. So basically, when they start taking the starters out, you don't have to turn the game off. See if you can see those guys hit. I think that'd be interesting. I think those are interesting guys to watch, those two in particular. Other than that, there's just not much. I mean, it's weird to be watching a team that is not projected to be good, but doesn't have too many battles. Like we're looking at shortstop and we're looking at center field. Yeah. There's not very many 40 man rosters full. First off, I know we talked about that. So if you're on the outside looking in, it's going to be tough to get in on the 40 man, let alone make an active roster. Now there's probably an outfielder, that they could, I mean, if Anthony Alford is not going to win the job, he's probably DFA'd. That'd be my guess. But yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just thinking like, if he's not going to make the team, he's probably going to get designated to make room for somebody who is going to make the team. Right. That's the way I look at it. I don't know who that is, but that's the way I look at it. I mean, if it's Brian Goodwin or, you know, one of those guys, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's 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 gonna be hard too, cause it's like you said, there you could be three for twenty two in the spring, and then come out on fire when the regular season comes up. Yeah, you could be scorching hot, you know, five for six in the spring, and be cold when it's it's a jump. Yeah, basically, what what a lot of these managers and GMs and everything they're looking for the way you play the game just as much as they're looking for your results. Yeah, they're looking at good at bats, not just good at bats, good swings, good contact, good routes. Yeah. As far as spring, man, I mean, the Pirates just won 10 to nothing. They just scored a boatload of runs the other day. They're starting to hit, which is good to see. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting because I just don't see a really bad team. No. But I know like that if you look at other teams, they're still professional teams and they're not looking really bad either. <laughs> so right. something's got to give. A team has to lose. And we talked about it. Pitching is still our thing. That's where mm-hmm. we're going to lose our games. But also when you have a team full of guys who are good enough to be casting players, but none of them are a superstar. Hey guys, this is Jake. Thanks for being on the Bridge to Bucktober with us. To get connected and join in the discussion, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bridge to Bucktober. On Twitter, it's Bridge to Bucktober. That's Bridge, the number two, Bucktober. If you want to talk about something specific, 
shoot us a DM and let us know. We'll talk about it. All right. So first up, PNC and the Pittsburgh Pirates working it out. Not that they were fighting, but the contract was up for the naming rights of PNC Park. And I am very happy to hear that they are keeping the name PNC Park. The contract is in place for another 10 years. And I like that. I do too. I just, I couldn't, I hate when we go to Milwaukee this year, it's not Miller Park anymore. It's like, what is it? American Life Insurance or I forget what it is. Something like that. American Family Insurance. They changed. Yeah. They had the same sort of deal. They opened in 2001, 20 year contract, and they did not re-up with with Miller. So they did this. I forget what it is again. It's like American Family Insurance. Something like that. Hmm. I don't know what it's going to be called. I didn't look into it that much. And it just doesn't yeah. feel the same. Like you want to talk about Miller Park. You don't want to talk about um, whatever they're going to call it. Right. Uh, think about Cleveland. Right. It was Jacobs Field for a long time. Indians fans still call it the Jake. Mm-hmm. But it's progressive field. Atlanta moved into SunTrust Park. What was that? Like three years ago, four years ago. It's already changed its name to Truist Park. Like five, less than five years old, and it's already had a, two names. Yeah, I mean, like Enron Field in Houston obviously got changed when all the Enron right. stuff happened. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, it's been minute made since. But like, yeah, that's a weird thing. I'm just glad it's Stan PNC Park. I like it. It rolls off good. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. 20% capacity. Pittsburgh made the announcement that they'll allow 20% capacity at PNC Park this summer. For now, I wonder if it changes halfway through the year or something. Hopefully. Maybe the all-star break, they'll they'll let more people in. Maybe they'll switch to 50%, something like that. Most everybody's vaccinated, something like, you know what I mean? If they yeah. get to that point where most everybody's vaccinated. Yeah. It'll be it'll be uh interesting to see it play out too because they could change it any time. Yeah, if there's an outbreak, they could take it away. Yeah. That's a good point. If there's an outbreak, they could take it away. Or if the, because uh, it, it's up to the governor, right, of the of the state. Uh, there's some state and there's some local, like Pittsburgh made this call. Yeah. Not just Pennsylvania. I got you. It was like Allegheny County or something. Right. So yeah. anyway, 20% capacity. How many games are you going to go to? Because here's the thing, I know I understand. I've already heard it from multiple people where they say, "I'm sure you're hearing it too." They'll be lucky to get that many people there, right? Right. And that's what we're hearing. Let me just say, I looked this up a little bit, but I looked at the lowest attended game, the absolute lowest, the bottom of the barrel, in 2019 was a Thursday night, 8,523. In 2018, a Tuesday night, 8,855. 2017, a Tuesday night, 11,027. 16, 15, 14, 13, 12. We had some good teams throughout those years. Yeah. That number was a little higher. Back to 2011, the year after we lost 105 games in 2010. Lowest attended game was a Wednesday night. 
2010, the year we lost 105, but it was early in the season. So the year before, 99 losses. So 2010, 9,027 people. It was a Tuesday night. It was 49 degrees and it was overcast. Right. Yeah. 2009, 8,482 on a Monday night. And then I went back a few more years to find another lower number. The the next lowest from 2009 to 2005, 2005, the, the lowest was an 8,413 on a Monday night. No other game was less than 11,000. I got you. In that season. That's several years and some, some bad teams. I cut out the years that we were really good. Yeah. And still the lowest number that we saw was 8,413 in 2005. So if you think we can get 7,662 at every game, considering the fact that during those years, there was plenty of tickets available. You could just make a decision on game day, whether you wanted to go or not. Yeah. But now it's like, Hey, if I want to go to a game, there's only 7,000 on sale. Right. I better get my tickets. I don't think they're going to have any problem, quote unquote, filling the seat. They're going to sell 20% of the tickets for every game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just I just can't imagine it not happening. No, you know, and, and it's it just goes to like being in that atmosphere, period, whether it's a packed house or whether it's 7,600 people, like just getting out to the ballpark is is something special, especially when you're going to PNC Park. Yeah. You know, you, it's just so beautiful there. You, you get to look out over the city, the bridge. I mean, it, it's just, it's set up so well and it's just a great place to be. So here's the other thing too, is you're coming off of a year where you couldn't do anything like this. Right. I don't know about you, but I went a whole year without going to a ball game. I'm itching to go. Absolutely. I'm excited to go to games. I'm excited to go to pirate games. The day that you yeah. go, they have a chance to win a game. And quite honest, when they were really good, they also had a chance to lose a game when you go to the game. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not about winning and losing. I would go to games, and if I didn't get a piece of Giovanni's pizza and walk across the bridge, they were going to lose. <laughs> now, if I got a piece of Giovanni's pizza across the bridge and across the Clemente Bridge and then go to the game, they won every game. For like three, four years that happened, by the way. <laughs> I remember one time... Parking in the parking garage on the on the North Shore, they lost. And I remember we were we were with some other people. We do it again. We park in the garage, and I said, "I'm walking over there. I'm getting a piece of Giovanni's pizza, and then I'm walking back." And they won that game. And I said, "This is all it really takes for the Pirates to be a good team is for me to go eat Giovanni's pizza before the game." There you go. So really, the Pirates should be paying me to eat Giovanni's pizza <laughs> every day. I wish. Sign me up. That'd be wonderful. Anyway. That'd be great. No matter how anybody feels about nutting and the way he spends his money and I don't want to support nutting. And I, what about the players are on the field? It's not their fault. Go root for key Brian Hayes. Cause he's, he's a fun kid. Go root yeah, I mean, for Cole Tucker because he's a blast. Go root for Brian Reynolds because he's a put your head down and go to work kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Go root for Gregory Polanco because he's healthy 
assuming he's in the lineup. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of where I'm at with it right now is they're still your buckos. They're still your team. Yep. It's baseball. Yeah. Maybe some of this means something to some of you guys. Maybe a lot of you guys are going to say, we don't care. I tell you what, let's do something. There's a lot of yins on Facebook. Send us messages, comment on some things. Tell us, what would it take to get you to one game? Not if I'm going to start going to games again. What would it take to get you to one game in 2021? So you can't say, go sign so-and-so. Like, that, that that's yeah. not going to, that you can't use that. What would it take? Realistically. Realistically, what would it take? Would it, basically, here's what I'm saying. Things like, would it take the Pirates to get on a hot streak? And the players be playing really well. Because that'd be a good time to go to a game because then you could say, well, while they're on this hot streak, I got a better chance of them winning. Is that something that says that hot streak is enough? That's pretty common. That hot streak is enough to get me there. Or one of our prospects comes up and is lighting it up other than Key Brian. Some other young guy comes up and he's lighting it up and, and you just can't wait to see him. Or do they have to be in first place in order for you to show up? Do they have to do that well? Come out of the gates and they're it's May and they've and they're three games back. What does it take? Or is it like, oh well, they've got to have a concert after the game or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just want to know. Like, I just want to know what it takes because for me, this is easy. It's baseball and it's my pirates. So for right. me, it's easy. I'm going to the game. I'm trying to find out how many games I can go to. And yeah. I'm and for I'm me, three it's... hours away. So it's not easy for me to get there. For me to get to a game, it's them them to allow me to buy a ticket. Yeah, that's it. And allow you in the stadium. You know, right. what's it take for you guys? I know that because I know that there's a lot of people out there who are like, I'll start going with games again when they win. I'm okay with that. I, I mean, I understand it anyway. Yeah. There's going to be 7,000 people there who are going to games for the same reasons we are. Absolutely. Or because they've been season ticket holders for 35 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or they got them from their company. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be reasons that, you know, there's going to be enough people there. But yeah. I, I just want to know, I mean, like we talk about this every week, but we really do like, we want this to be a discussion with that more people can, can get involved in. So hit us up on Facebook, whether it's a, private message or just comment on something and say something we want this to extend further than just the two of us just two brothers talking about the pirates because we like baseball so much you know what i mean like mm-hmm. let's hear from from some of you fans who are maybe upset and are having a hard time listening to us be positive about some of these players we understand it's not going to be a great year who knows you're going into this thinking they're going to lose 100 games if they lose 90 games, then they overachieved what you thought. That's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still going to be fun. They're still going to win over 60 games. There's a lot of games to win. There's a lot of yeah. days. So get out to the ballpark, be one of the 20%, and enjoy it. Eat a hot dog. Eat a daggone hot dog. But yeah, hey, man, that's all we got for this week. Back at it next week. More spring training updates. We'll see you next week. Let's go box. Let's go box.